Welcome, my lovelies. Welcome to another Naked Football Show. On the show today, I welcome another Naked Virgin. I hope he doesn't mind me calling him that. Uh, Mr. Alistair Ratray. How are you, Alistair? Good evening, Graham. Good to join you again. Uh, again? Have you been on before? I, no, I haven't, no. That's why I called <laughs> you a virgin. <laughs> um, Alistair, before, before we speak, Alistair can be uh, found at, uh, on Twitter at Olimar, O-L-I-M-A-R 99. That's all one word, Olimar 99. So, Alistair, looking at Twitter and all the uh, and social media in general, I don't really need to ask what your thoughts are at the moment about the football, unless you're a, a one-off and uh, loving every moment of it. Yeah, I presume it's because my, my thoughts on it mirror everybody else's at the moment. Mm, it's, that's what I'm thinking. It's very, very depressing. It feels very much a sense of um, repeating themes week on week, which I think is possibly the most disappointing thing because I think I think in amongst it all, you know, we're all fans. We can all get a little bit excited and try and, try and get a bit of enthusiasm towards the game. And then you can get 10 minutes into the game and realize that actually this is panning out just like the last one and the one before and the one before that and uh, that is quite a depressing state of affairs really and um i know we'll cover this when we get to tweets and emails in a minute what are your thoughts on them but we'll tip there well, i guess <laughs> again probably the same as everybody else's i mean i think from my perspective probably around christmas time last year i realized that need to change and i think i think generally i'd like to think i'm fairly patient about uh giving managers a bit of time and, and not being too knee-jerk about it but i think this is a particularly unique situation because of the the finances the financial implication of failure uh, there's also a sense of obviously we're not very good at running a football club um, either and the, particularly last year that having been relegated there was a sense of well we've got a team of players together that are possibly worth more than anybody else's so maybe more through luck than judgment maybe we just need to get up now um, and hope that we can somehow fix this back in the championship again um, but by the time yeah by the time we got to Christmas I think it was quite apparent that we were heading in the wrong direction and it feels like you can't really wait it out too much and see how it pans out. It feels slightly different to maybe times like when Jim Jolton was in charge and was uh, obviously there was a lot of controversy about whether whether he was sacked too early. But to an extent at that time, you could wait that out a little bit potentially and see how it worked, maybe how it panned out over the next six months or a year. But I, we just don't have that option. And uh, so I think even from last Christmas, it felt like we have to to do something quickly because we had to get out of it last year obviously we didn't and we've got a stay of execution and we really have to get out of it this year indeed i think uh, I, I think i had an email i think it was from izzy um i might have lost your email izzy because it came on through a different email or whatever address um but it said something like um the way he's acting now is exactly what happened at his last club um started off well enthusiasm with fans and then completely lost the plot we were talking offline in the green room over a vodka or two weren't we alistair about uh, phil ham and uh, those were the days and uh, it's not helping himself, is he? I don't think with this the attitude towards well, certainly things like those were the days. No, no. And he's sort of he's created uh, he's putting up walls and barriers, which seems so bizarre given the way that he acted when he came into the club. And I think he genuinely did hit on something that realised there was a disconnect within the club, and obviously did a lot of good work to try and. 
uh, piece that back together again and obviously you've talked on this show about the, the work that you did with blue action as well mm. and uh, that you know all of that stuff i think really kind of got the fan base pulling in the right direction maybe even if the team weren't necessarily uh doing so but there really is starting to be a slow and creeping um drawing up of the uh drawing up of the drawbridge i guess um yeah. between him and him and us and uh, that's quite it's quite an odd direction to take it particularly given where he started from what do you make of this rumor about um a bit of a bust up in the dressing room the other day i, I find it actually hard i certainly don't believe there was any problem in the tunnel because he was sitting in the stand and you don't leave the stands via the players tunnel do you and uh, <laughs> and also made me wonder how 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 much he's actually been affected by covid as yeah. well that you know and obviously we all know that different people are getting affected in di- to different manners and extents but i was actually surprised when they said that obviously he didn't feel fit enough to attend but he did he's he's been back in in and around the club for some for a couple of weeks now mm. um and the fact that he obviously didn't feel comfortable enough to even sit at the touchline let alone stand was quite interesting but yeah i think um uh, yeah, clearly, that that morale in the uh, that morale amongst the players is not going to be high. Um, it's hard to judge whether the players to say that the players aren't playing for him or anything like that. I'm not quite sure that I kind of get that. So it's hard. It's hard to get any sense of that. Really, um, I certainly think that there's a lack of clarity from the players and what they're actually being asked to do, and probably some frustration and um, maybe acknowledgement amongst them that this is then maybe they don't just don't trust what the manager's telling them that it's actually going to help them to play better and get them out of get them out of trouble i don't know but in terms of whether there's big fallouts amongst the camp or players falling out i mean there's been a few repeated themes of that haven't there over the last certainly sort of six months um obviously luke luke wolfenden's um the comments he made towards Luke Wolfenden and how he wanted him to knuckle down, for example, um, the the stories around what went on with the uh, the squad photo in the summer as well, which was all a bit nonsensical, really. Um, and yeah, it, it it feels like there's been there's a few bits and strands of stories, but I'm not sure not sure whether there's anything specific that's actually blown up grown up particularly or that it's more just a general a general sense yeah i I was actually going to say at the beginning that i found it fairly unlikely that he would have even got in the dressing room the other day as well so that yeah probably was only just a rumor um so we go to emails and tweets and things yeah um these are roughly as they came in. I think I got a rush and uh, may have muddled them up, but it doesn't really matter. From Jason. Hola, Jason. <laughs> he lived in South America, <laughs> so that's the only, that's the only Spanish I know. Um, Swindon drove from Wiltshire, got off the bus, played one, and now on the, and now on their way home. This came in during the week. Do you think ITFC have fallen into the big club, small league way of approaching things? Um, in what respect do we think? I'll read it again, then you can say, let's see what you think. Swindon drove from Wiltshire, got off the bus, played one, played, comma, it should be a comma there, Jason, uh, yes, played yes. one, and now on the way home, do you think ITFC yeah. have fallen in the big club, small league way of things? Yeah, it's all very, uh, yes, I understand that now. Yeah, the the degree of complacency around how we're how we're going about approaching approaching things. I mean, I don't know that we're, I don't know necessarily that we're, we're, 
I don't think we're in a position where we think that we're too big for this league because certainly I think that the manager will come out and, uh, you know, would reiterate that sort of point. I think certainly that players must be of that uh, view now that this is certainly not going to be easy. Um, It is a bit galling when a team in the sort of state that Swindon were in in terms of new players and new signings that they've dropped in can suddenly can just turn up and produce a performance where they're comfortably better um, where seemingly you'd think that their familiarity between them it should be way behind where our squad of players uh, have been who have been playing under the same manager for the last 18 months um, I, I don't know that there's complacency as a club in terms of you know we just have to turn up and win um i i I suspect that more of the the lack of being able to get going is more to do with the systems and um systems formations and what the players are being asked to do potentially and i think that's probably what what makes us less less able to start quick and get the job done Mm, indeed from Harry, Harry Kent. Hello, Harry. Uh, hi, guys. Hope you're all enjoying the new year. Ooh, this doesn't seem much different to last, does it? <laughs> I don't think actually? anyone, no. not particularly, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, just a quick one. Do you think some of the younger players at Portman Road are overrated? Does Earl and Downs have a future in the game, but I don't rate Wolfenden as a defender. Lancaster already blighted with injuries. Same goes for Bishop. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've wondered for a while whether the whether what we get out of the academy itself generally is as good as we like to think it is. I, say, I feel to a degree it, that you could almost view that the academy becomes a bit of a vanity product, that we that a lot of people like the idea that we'll have a strong academy and that that's what Ipswich Town Football Club is about. And therefore, to a degree, it becomes that, it, that it's self-fulfilling and that's what it is. Um, but we don't really seem to be producing huge amounts of players out of it. And I do wonder that we, we do, we do put them on a pedestal a little bit more. Wolfenden is a really good example because I think um, I had some slight misgivings when we were coming out of the championship where a lot of fans felt that, Oh, we'll be fine next year because what we'll do is we'll get rid of Luke Chambers because seemingly a lot of fans have taken against him. Um, and we'll put Luke Wolfenden in because he's done brilliantly um, when he's been out on loan and he's the future. Um, but he had been pl- he'd been playing in League Two. And as we saw last year, he started very strongly, um, but then dipped off. I mean, by the time we were getting, we actually, uh, by the time the season ended, he was on quite a bad patch of form really and he's never really picked that up since this season either and I do think that we have some expectations that um, maybe because of the funding level that the academy's at maybe we expect to get more out of it too but um, there are a lot of young players that come through that that we just can't use and we end up that end up disappearing uh, we don't really have that many players that we've been able to br- brought through that have ended up with established say championship level careers which um, you'd like to think that given that we're investing at um, supposedly investing at category one level that we would ought to be ought to have uh, a great deal more players of of that caliber um and we certainly have young players coming through and there's always it always feels like that there's lots of young players to get excited about but less so that we've got young players that we're actually excited with because they're actually delivering um and uh yeah obviously um flynn downs and uh 
uh, uh, I was going to say Jason Dazel, Andre Dazel. Yeah, I um, made that mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they they fit the mould of uh, being players that have really look like that they can do it and that they'll step up and have careers in the championship or above um, going forward. But we, we don't have so many other examples of that. And yeah, Jack Lancaster's obviously... Uh, struggled a little bit since he's come back from his injuries. We haven't really seen him as the player that we saw uh, when we were getting relegated. Some of that comes down to the manager. I don't think has really used him in a very, very good position either. I mean, he he he, he was uh, he was a winger, and we played him as a number ten, and we've we've seen to ask him to do all sorts of different things. I do think that in Lancaster's case, I wouldn't say his injury, but he did have quite a serious injury. And of course, when yes. you come back from injury, you pick up little niggles as well. And uh, I, I still think he'd be fine, actually. But as you say, whether you play him in the right position is a different matter. Same. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I it's, think it's noticeable. Sorry, it's noticeable that Judge has improved since he's back in the middle in behind the front man or front man rather um, than, than playing on the wing. But then you end up putting someone like Dobber on the wing, who's much better in the middle as well. And the same, of course, with... Agree, uh, agree. With, with what's his name Caden Jackson, Jackson as well so he puts him uh, on the wing I, I, because he insists on of, playing one up front which is crazy I think I was going to say that that seems to be the case across the whole team though doesn't it because uh, you'd look at uh, the fullback situation where we've got uh, we're looking for uh, players with a bit of energy and forward thinking and we've got two players who clearly are tiring uh, and appear to have wilted further as the season's gone on and uh, then we'd say well what we really need uh, is a bit of experience in the centre where we've got two young players uh, struggling together like you say that we've had a variety of different people in a number 10 position and Alan Judge um provided that he's got the discipline to actually stick it and actually stay roughly where we need him to play he's yeah he's shown particularly i thought on saturday that mm. he can be very good in that role um but like you say we've we keep asking him to play on the wing we've asked jack lancaster to come inside yeah. uh yeah uh caden jackson is a great point as well that it feels like um uh, he kind of wants to play with pace and uh, with the ball ahead of him, and yeah. instead he's reaching, getting it static, standing on the wing, and it doesn't help. Exactly. Um, we're going to have to rattle through these now, uh, Alistair, because we're halfway through the show already. I've talked um, too long. Yeah. You know, it's not that. It's just a. It's, it's quite a lot to talk about. That's the problem, isn't it? Um, from Lowestoft, Ian, my man from Lowestoft. Evening, GB and Alistair. Great show as absolutely always. Oh, thank you. We can tell he comes from Lowestoft. We both born in Lowestoft. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it seems we reached a new low versus Swindon. Is there any way the smallest crumb of hope that Emmy? will pull the trigger with the Cowleys and Paul Cook out of work I'm worried it will be will be managerless when the barrel is empty yeah so I I don't think he will personally uh, I mean obviously I said earlier on that I think he definitely should um, and the fact that I thought he should have done it last uh, last Christmas and we're still talking about it kind of says there's obviously that famed patience we're seeing again but I also wonder that there's external factors to play in this as well. There's obviously the cost of his contract. I do tend to think that um, if we need to get rid of him, we're not going to have to pay up a four-year contract that we'd negotiate out of that. Um, And I I don't think that's going to be a huge amount, but it is an amount of money in this context. And I also wonder just about generally, Marcus Evans seems quite committed to the idea that he's got a future plan. And admittedly, he's tried this several times and not done it, but he feels this is his future. He's very wedded to what Paul Lambert's doing to allowing him to make the changes um, uh, through the club and so on. Um, 
but I wonder that he, the, at the moment that actually changing a manager in COVID, expecting somebody new to come in who's got to come and live somewhere, move, has got to live in new circumstances, bring his family who may or may not be shielding and all of those kind of things, get to see a new team training where they can't really train properly, we're having to train in bubbles, how we travel to games, how we can scout and all of that kind of stuff. It feels like it could be quite complex to actually introduce someone new. It's actually a good point, Alistair. That you can have that as the different point of the day or something excellent thank <laughs> um, you very much <laughs> uh, tractor boy down under otherwise known as ben hello ben igb and alistair i've no question as i'm lost for words after the crap that was saturday i'm looking forward to listening to the show on my lunch break tomorrow on a 37 degree day oh my goodness well thanks for that yeah. ben. uh from the renegade Statman. Statman, uh easy gb have you had the vaccine yet <laughs> cheeky monkey <laughs> a question for alistair as david diamond and i know you two have an extensive back catalog which one of their songs do you think best describes if it's his current predicament yes Love i saw this earlier Stat. Uh, thanks yeah, love this and a uh, uh, much appreciated stat. I think uh, gave a little bit of thought and a couple of ideas that uh, immediately came to mind. But uh, thought I think uh, you two had an early song, "Drowning Man," which I think is very appropriate for Paul Lambert at the moment. Uh, I also thought, in light of what we would call the banter era at Ipswich Town, stand-up comedy. Um, and uh, but I think that the most obvious one that came to mind was stuck in a moment you can't get uh, out of because we really are. <laughs> Yeah, that came to me first off, and I thought, I need to give this more thought, because I think I've come up with the easy answer, but yeah. I, I contributed two others, which because they did two covers. They did a cover of Help by the Beatles and what, <laughs> and What's Going On as well. By I did uh, think, I did think um, Numb at one point numb as well. Would be good, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for that stat. Um, Mrs Nuts, the lovely Mrs Nuts. I was watching the Newcastle game last night with Mr Nuts. Mr Nuts, if you don't know, is a, a, a Newcastle fan. When um. he finally stopped swearing and shouting, he said Newcastle actually play worse than ITFC so that's a positive isn't it absolutely yeah Thank it's you, very Mrs. good uh, I feel a lot better Mrs. Mrs Nuts is a native of East Burger High School like me is she? so we've oh. swapped stories on that yes she, she gets about doesn't she so I heard um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. No. Uh, from Lee, um, Ginger Eagle. Gents, as we're obviously never going to have a fully fit best 11, the narrative of waiting to judge Lambert when he has all players back from injury is null and void. With this in mind, what the hell is ME waiting for? Yeah, I mean, I do think the... the I, I felt it's a common excuse. I mean, all pa- all managers use it. Mick McCarthy used to used yeah. to use it. Um, that you know we've got to wait for the players to get back from injury. It's a never-ending circle. We'll never ever get every player back from injury. And I do think as an excuse. I, to be fair, we've had an awful lot of injuries in central midfield. That does cause the problem, but. You have to look at our squad and the the value of our squad, the, the the quality of the players in comparison to what teams like Accrington and Lincoln, who are massively overperforming us at the moment. Mm. Um, Charlton came to play us without any centre backs and beat us comfortably. Um, it, we're better than that. We should be. It's about organising the team. I mean, I do think if we get any sort of sensible manager to come in would very quickly get this team organised yeah. into a functional standard and we'd be okay. Yeah, um, I, I certainly think the team is good enough to go up. We have to rush through yeah. this, um, Alistair. Mark, Mark Tuxford, hello Mark. Hi, hello GB and Ali Starr. Star, do you know him? Um, looks as no, if he like calls you a star, so take that as a compliment. Looks as if Freddie Sears is on his way out to form a club, Colchester United. From a regular goal scorer alongside Murphy to being shunted out wide for the most part of his life under Mick, Hurst and Lambert, how would you rate his time overall? He's 
I think that I think unfortunately we're going to look back on his early part as being the peak of his Ipswich career, and yep. actually maybe he really is a League One player that had a uh, that had a sort of um, a sweet spot for a, for a couple of months playing alongside Daryl Murphy. I do think he's better than that personally. I think he's uh, been played out of position has yep. killed his career at Ipswich. It seems to be a, a theme, doesn't it? Being played out of position at the moment. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, from Edward Burton, this is a rhetorical or retro oracle, as he puts it. This is a this is just a picture nice. of the Copa shirt. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. that should How be. How good is uh, this? That, yeah, go on. That should have been our away shirt this yeah. year, shouldn't it? I it's don't understand yeah. why we didn't do that. Yeah, it actually looks lovely, Edward. It looks even better in the box. Actually, I think you should stick it in the box with the bo- lid open and frame it. But it is <laughs> nice. Yeah, from Darren. Hi, Graham. How the hell don't Lambert play two up front when you play Jackson on the wing and we need goals to win? Yeah, well, yeah, we agree. I think. Yeah. I think most people agree with that. you, Darren. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Is he? This is one for Statman. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, the Ipswich Star have helpfully pointed out that Town haven't won their first game in the new year since 2010, and that was a cup game. You have to go back to 2008 for the last from the last time they won their first league game of the new year. This got me thinking: when was the last time Town won the first match of any sort after a break? It seems to me any wow. time off means the team forget their teammates. Swindon looked a lot more cohesive, and they'd got two new signings. Two players yeah. were called from loans and one making his first start of the season after a long injury, so had every reason to look like strangers. We're all keen to see Guion Edwards, Teddy Bishop, Kane Vincent Young at Al. That's Italian. Thanks for that, Izzy. Back, <laughs> come back from injury. But when I say Latin, I meant not Italian. Um, but back from injury. But if the 11 men on the pitch can't play as a team, I feel we'll be in this division for a long time. Thanks, I mean, it's, we, we know from international breaks, we never seem to come back and hit, hit it. Um, I, I, I feel, uh, yeah, it, it speaks to what we were talking about earlier on about Swindon's being able to turn up with a bit of organisation and discipline and clearly know how they could get around beating our team and a bit of preparation. And you have to wonder that yeah. it's very consistent. We turn up at games and we don't start even the first 10 minutes. We're not we're not hot off of it so uh, yeah it's all about organisation and management behind the scenes it does seem to be a lack of urgency on the pitch as well doesn't it Um, from slower ball hello slower ball good evening G to the B good evening shake ray and roll oh god blind (laughs) you've opened up a can of worms now Uh, it's so hard to keep up with our activity in the transfer market apparently we are interested in a lad who can't get a game at Barnsley wow if we needed a barometer of how far we've fallen this is it no disrespect to the tykes injuries notwithstanding where does the panel think we need to strengthen and what would you your priorities be if we were to add three players before the transfer window closes albeit covid best practice states that you should keep windows open ha <laughs> ha also does the panel good. does the panel agree that we we've not been very good at least the test match starts tomorrow Keep smiling, God bless our and RIP Bobby Kellard yeah Bobby Kellard bless him I remember seeing him play vaguely thoughts I definitely didn't yeah very very brief <laughs> um, thoughts Alistair you have to make it really um, quick I think I think we could do with a centre back if we uh, if we need a bit more experience. But realistically, um, if we could get Kane Vincent Young back and actually fit, I don't think we will. So a full back, get Chambers infield to sort that out. I think we need midfield cover, but we've got plenty of players coming back from injury and forward line. In honesty, I think we've got enough. We should be able to do it with what we've got. I agree. I agree. Um, thanks for that, Alice. We just had a very late, uh, late call up from Mrs. Nuts. Um, big up the EBHS massive. Love it. <laughs> That's love you, it. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known what that meant unless you just told us on the show. Oh, quickly, prediction, 
prediction. When, when who are we playing? Even I can't um, even Burton. Burton. Uh, I'm going to say draw. Burton are bottom of the league, and their form's <laughs> dreadful. Well, so, so we won't Swindon beat them. So we'll go with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll end up with a with a draw that will be uninspiring, and it will answer no questions for us going forward, Fantastic. other than the ones we already know. What a lovely optimistic note on which to end. Thanks, Alistair. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next week. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye.